This week's episode of Cape Crisis is brought to you by Omakase, the curated anime merchandise box set that you can get by going to tinyurl.com slash laseranime. Is that really loud, or is that just my headphones? A little both. Better to be loud than quiet, right? We're not a metal band. <laughs> if it's too loud, you're too old. Yes, this I am. is Cape Crisis. <laughs> Welcome to 2016. Oh, 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 new oh. year, new format. But as always, I'm your host, Henry Gilbert. That's H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G on Twitter. <laughs> I cannot handle this energy. Yeah. Uh, and I'm here with regular, good time, long time co-host, Christopher Antista. What it is, I got a sound effect. It was uh, all worthwhile. And also with Dave, the walking Dave Rudden. Hi. And oh, lastly, Brett Elston. Hello, Brett. Hi. Yeah. Same Sorry, one, There's really? only three Spider-Man songs on here from the classic 60s cartoon. But in more. Case, We're working on that. In what, case you're just, what if you watched one more episode? <laughs> uh, in case you're just joining us for the new year, this is the regular comic book podcast on the Laser Time Network. Where Hosted we talk, by irregular people. Yeah. Uh, where we talk about all the new events in the world of comic books and the movies and all that stuff and talk about what we've been reading, all these things. But we're doing a little bit of a format change in the new year. Oh. I wanted to play around with it some. What you've been reading still happens. It will still be happening. But it's moved to the second segment because I want to start exciting and new with a special segment at the at the start of every episode. And we're Man. starting that off with a Zara Superman would love this new format. <laughs> it am start. good. This yeah. am good. This am not good. Yeah. yeah. Am not good is a great way to start this. <laughs> what about uh, am not Shyamalan? That's uh, <laughs> a twist. It's a turn changed around episode. What My a twist. Word. Uh, but no, it's the long-awaited return of the Superhero Spotlight! Select your hero! And I've been wanting to do this one ever since, well, ever since her new book got announced, mm-hmm. which was one of my favorite books I read over the break, but also because of her surprise, slightly unannounced appearance in Jessica Jones. Oh! Uh, that is Patsy Walker, a.k.a. Trish, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Patricia Hellstrom, mm-hmm. a.k.a. <laughs> Hellcat. As my grandmother would say, Heckcat. She, uh, yeah, she replaced hell in every word. I gotta say, when she took the name Hellcat in mm-hmm. 1976, that probably Ooh. was a pretty, like, whoa, Hellcat? Is, well, can I mean, we even publish this in this were, book? It was a very prominent plane in World War II, so I feel like... Uh, that's true. I feel like there was... Heckcat. Not it, to be confused with heaven. Nothing involved with World War II could possibly be bad. <laughs> well, but I mean, it was an Amer- it was an American plane. So. Well, so speaking of World War II, that's mm-hmm. where Patsy's story begins. Like Patricia Walker. No, first, wait, she, hold on. She got a new issue uh, yeah, last December uh, in December twenty third. Issue oh, okay. one of Patsy Walker. In under the wire, Hellcat came out. One of my favorite comics I read over. Really, I really enjoy. It. I'll get into that okay. much. I've been reading, but. So she is an older character than mm-hmm. most of the Marvel Universe. Other than Cap, she is older than every Avenger. Really? Uh, then she, she predates the Silver Age. She is a Golden Age creation. So in nineteen in the early 40s, 
that's what Marvel Marvel diversified. They weren't just about superhero mm-hmm. books about punching Nazis. Mm-hmm. They also had a comic book, like comedic books. Can we have a bed of like the Charleston here, just so we know it's the forties? <laughs> bam, bam, yeah. bam, bam. Uh, I, I'm, all right, I feel I'll like put that sixties music is too loud for me in my forties. <laughs> well, okay, but what they, is this new age rock and roll? But so Archie was really big in the early forties yes. too, and romance, jokey comments, comics for teens. And Patsy Walker was Marvel's mm-hmm. or uh, Atlas Comics at the times. She it's more the Marvel name. Yeah, well, no, because Marvel Comics number one was the first appearance by, okay. uh, of that was thirty nine, mm-hmm. and so then later they just called themselves Marvel Comics based on where the their universe began mm-hmm. with Marvel Comics number one. But she was an Atlas character, really, and so uh, she, she Patsy and her friend uh, Heidi. Or Heidi, I forget how it's pronounced. It's not spelled like Heidi. I have one. It's Heidi. Uh, but so they were basically Betty and Veronica, but they were the star of their strips. Mm. And they're but, the, the Sorny and Magnabox versions. Of, <laughs> well, and is, and Kate <laughs> left. Magnabox, Kate left the writer of AKL, AKA Hellcat. She has been digging up all those old books because mm-hmm. it's part of her new storyline. And in it, it's she says that she shows all these scenes that are like Patsy and Heidi are both Veronica but they both think they're Betty and that uh, they're they're both like conniving on each other and and pretending to be friends with each other and then stabbing him in the back and stealing the boy at the prom not to make a grandiose things. statement on gender but I feel like most women would not realize they're a Veronica. <laughs> well, I don't, no see, I don't know anymore. I don't think any I don't think any person realizes they're No villain they're, thinks yeah. they're yeah. the villain. No one yeah. knows they're Reggie either. Uh, yeah, that's, exactly. <laughs> uh, but everyone thinks they're Jughead. <laughs> But, I know I'm Jughead. Look at this gun. <laughs> so but was it, the, you're wearing the hat with the star on it all the time. Yes. Weird. About that era, though, I showed you when we were looking stuff up that that Marvel book from 1991 that's just mm-hmm. called Marvel Five Fabulous yeah, Decades. Yeah, I totally have. I think somewhere in there is a picture of Patsy Walker, and it's the only image I ever knew of her <laughs> until the internet. And then, then you see stuff where she, you know, the Hellcat fighting Thanos with a cosmic cube, and then DeviantArt, and then well, that's a different story. But <laughs> what was funny about it though is because. For years, I was like, "What a lame ass character!" Because mm-hmm. she's in the the one cover they have is her in roller skates falling down on her butt, <laughs> yeah. but her butt has a belt has a belt with a pillow around it because she's seemingly falling. Those so often. crazy kids are their fads in the 40s. so yeah yeah in the segment Execute about cute cat pillow. <laughs> you haven't been roller skating with those boys, have you? Yeah. But that so for. Literal decades, I was like Patsy Walker. That's that stupid skating character from the forties. Her name is Patsy. It's a name that's been around so long; yeah. it means something completely different <laughs> in the nineteen fifties. Well, and so then, I nobody's Patsy Henry. So then, when they pulled her, her character was pretty much a, like an unknown character mm-hmm. and wasn't officially part of the Marvel universe. Yeah, that's kind of for what a I, very long okay, time. Sorry, I don't want to get ahead of. So then yeah, you yeah. got to the seventies, mm-hmm. the mid seventies, and thirty years later, uh, the can we get some Casey and the Sunshine Band drop right here? You don't have to do any. So I believe the Avengers, like Avengers, was being written by Steve Englehart and drawn by George Perez mm-hmm. regularly. And then they introduce this character; uh, they want to inherit the role of the cat. So there's mm-hmm. this character in a very similar costume called the cat, who then became a full-on furry tigra. And so oh, yeah. they needed a new person to be the cat. Then they decide, let's bring up a character named Patsy Walker. And she will look just like the Patsy Walker mm-hmm. of the comics. But I don't think they intended her to be that. And then later they're retconning it of it was that. She'll have like Lucy Van Pelt poodle hair. Yeah, yeah so she had cool <laughs> 70s poodle hair as okay. Patsy Walker. Though she was also Patsy Baxter because her first of two ex-husbands, she 
was married to at yeah. this time, a, a jerk named Buzz Baxter, who would come back later. But I'll get Owned to the him. Baxter building. But yeah, uh, but he won the arm wrestling contest. So. <laughs> that old Buzz Baxter. Yeah, but so she finds out who Beast's secret identity is. She knows who Beast is, and she kind of uses that to be like, "Hey, I love superheroes, and I won't reveal your secret identity if you teach me how to be a superhero." Oh. Beast, the Beast. Yeah, the beast? as in Hank, Hank McCoy. McCoy. Hank McCoy. Isn't well, he? Isn't he Blue Monster Man by now? Yeah, though? in '69 he quit the X Men and he. Became, right. That's when he became Blue Monster Man. Black that, Monster Man, I believe, as the story goes. Uh, well, he was kind of gray and then became blue. But he was blue by this point in the Avengers. Mm. And so then she puts on her outfit and she becomes Hellcat in this awesome costume uh, reveal by George Perez. It's an amazing uh, shot of her. It looks like a girl in tight pajamas. And it seemed at the time, yeah, except she had like... It was this weird emblem that they got rid of later that it's like this black cat claw scratching up the middle of her chest. And ah. It's like, eh, it kind of overcomplicates a, a cool costume of yellow and blue. Yeah. Uh, so she works. But her with, signature red hair as well. Uh, the red hair popping out the back, which honestly, like, how do you keep a secret identity when people yeah. know you're. But I guess they, it was kind of like with Batgirl, too, where they're just like, well, yeah. she's not going to cut her hair or mush right. it all down. She'll want to remain pretty. But how many uh, she, stunningly she, beautiful uh, four feet of hair slash perfectly toned athletic body people. 36 double D with long red hair. Yeah, so that's something they kind of skip over to in her first Avengers appearance. They're like, oh, she's um, really, like, she's like a trained Batman-level fighter. Like, right. how? She didn't, she's never been a superhero before, and she is athletic sure and they imply that it was the the suit gave her the confidence that it was like you these were magic shoes all along it was within <laughs> you all along but i think they realized she couldn't be a full-time avenger so then comes an even weirder turn okay so going over patsy walker's life when i was reading it on wikipedia mm-hmm. there were a million things i forgot that are like this is crazy and <laughs> starting with she decides she has to train more, so she goes to the moon, the the moon of Jupiter, Titan. You've never been, yes, with the Moon Dragon to train. Henry is the most likely uh, for uh, for life on on a planet in our solar system other than Earth. So it's so, not water. So Moon Dragon also helped her recognize her like spider senseish type ability to sense evil around. Isn't her. that that's where the Fantastic Four went in one of their. On uh, a vacation, for everybody's a while. gone to Titan. Everybody's I mean, gone Titan, to Titan. The moon of Titan is where that's where the new gods of Marvel are from. Right. Including the, the, you, when you hear Thanos, the Mad Titan. Yeah. that's where Thanos is from. He was created on Titan by yeah. not the All Father. What's his dad's uh, name? The Ma- Mentor. Yeah, I think it's Mentor. But anyway, it's, it's so, definitely Matt, the so All Powerful Matt. I know Isaac <laughs> is the computer. So from there, Hellcat trained with on Titan with Moon Dragon, then joined the Defenders, which is her main affiliation. Mm-hmm. She she spent a couple decades with the Defenders. Which is where she met Damien Hellstrom, aka Son of Satan, who is literally the son of Lucifer. Like he is, he is from hell. They fall. They don't even like each other first. It's like a love hate uh, moonlighting situation first. Mm-hmm. But then he is able to, as all men do, suppress his demonic powers, and they fall in love. Aww. It's so hard. It's so hard. And so they're getting married, and their wedding is in is interrupted by the villain mad dog her ex-husband who mm. won't let her get married but they successfully do and then the 90s come and they decide to make Damien they're like we need more grim and gritty comics in Marvel mm-hmm. and the son of Satan guy seems like the perfect dude to make grim and gritty so even though they spent the 80s in San Francisco as paranormal investigators and she stopped being Hellcat Hellcat's life takes its darkest turn where his demonic powers come back 
and he scares her so much she goes comatose. She is scared into uh, into being comatose. It's like the end of every Tales from the Crypt comic. Like like a like like Boo like he's jumps the, out he's and just that she'd never seen that his demon form before, oh, and yeah. it freaked her out so bad she goes comatose. Then another superhero can read her comatose mind to find out that she wishes she was dead and doesn't want to be in a coma, <laughs> and so he euthanizes her. Whoa! Whoa. As her way, so she's dead for like a decade. She or well, actually more like five years, but she. Like, she committed suicide. That's yeah, on her thing of, like, Hellcat has committed what suicide. What comic was this in? Like This what? was in the Hellstrom, the uh, Hellstorm comics of uh, the 90s, which none uh, of us read. I didn't read because they were, like, $3 or $2. Yeah. So this got $2 yeah. for a comic book. Well, it was, like, around the Kevorkian With the era. man in the White House? Like, uh, exactly, yeah. They, everyone's wondering whether we should do it or not. They were just being they were just being current. But, yeah, that was Terry Schiavo was years away. That was her death. It, it committed suicide, Hellstorm, number 14, 1994. And so she had a brief appearance as a corpse resurrected by the Grim Reaper who attacks the Avengers. Mm. It's a story that's actually been done. I think uh, I think Bendis did a similar thing where the dead Avengers come back to fight the live Avengers. Then she gets back. She goes dead again. And then I think Kurt Busiek wrote that story. And Kurt Busiek is one of those guys who actually gives a shit about Marvel history and it wasn't somebody who's just like, ah, fuck it, kill Patsy Walker. Who even knows who Hellcat is? And he resurrects her. And so then she gets brought back to life by the Thunderbolts, of all people, in Thunderbolts 2000 Annual. So she came back to life then. She then struggled with depression from being fucking dead and in hell. (laughs) She was in hell! I've seen the fourth season of Buffy. I know it well. So so she deals with that. She writes a tell-all book about her life, too. Mm -hmm. Meets up back with her friend Heidi. And then... Who's now 75 years old. And then briefly joins the Defenders. Though This is when the Defenders are a joke team. They're Mm -hmm. being written by the guys who did J.M. Demitez and and Keith Giffen, who did the uh, Justice League International, which were all just jokey books. Mm Mm-hmm. So she did that, and then that brings her to pretty much now, where Patsy becomes the private investigator who works for She-Hulk, and she worked for She-Hulk on that law firm, and then... Which that series is canceled, And that series canceled, (laughs) so that brings us to today with AKA Patsy uh, Patsy Walker, AKA Hellcat. She is fired by Mm She-Hulk, and then starts her own Heroes for Hire company that's basically like Craigslist, but for su- people with superpowers. Okay, but and not the Heroes for joke. Hire that Deadpool now runs in the all-new, all-different Marvel universe? Yeah, I think she calls it a different thing. That, How confusing. Because she can't call it Heroes for Hire. She was invented in the 40s, resurrected in the 70s, mm-hmm. went to the moon to train in martial arts, <laughs> ca- died and committed suicide in the 90s, came back from the dead in 2000, wrote a tell-all book, and is now running the Craigslist of superheroes. <laughs> that currently is... played by one of the most genetically created pretty human beings so, on yeah. the Jessica Jones Netflix so show. So on top of that, yeah, I you watched the first episode of Jessica mm-hmm. Jones. I had no clue Patsy Walker was on yeah, Jessica yeah. Jones. And no in the first episode, she's just called Trish. Trish, yeah. And I think that was meant to trick nerdos like me who go to the IMDb yeah. list and <laughs> yeah. see the names. So you only find out she's Patricia Walker in the in the second episode. It's her name revealed. And this is, uh, I think, a really cool clip of her. So yes, I think he's out there. This sick, perverted man. No, Trish, 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 shut up. On the hopeless, so he can feel powerful, probably terrified of his own weakness, which suggests impotence. And you need to cut her mic right now. We're in the middle of a broadcast. Cut it. Probably suggests some serious Oedipal issues. Boom. I. I, I, I don't know. She she was a badass, and I like that she 
she they had at least the explanation that she's training hard mm-hmm. to try to be as tough as her friend, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. who was a superhero. Who she grew up with as an orphan. Uh, they adopted child. her. They adopted yeah. Jessica after her parents were di- died. And mm-hmm. uh, there's also yeah one other thing I wanted to bring up with Patsy Walker is just mm-hmm. so you should follow Kate Leth, uh, the writer, because she tweets. She does all his Hellcat research all the time and is tweeting out. She's- Random thing. Her relation to Jimmy J. Walker. But Hellcat is also famous for her fight, famous slash infamous on the internet for her fight with Thanos Ugh. that happened in Super Spidey Stories, which were just, they were kids' books. They mm-hmm. were kids' books made for fans who like Easy Reader. And uh, oh, by the way, the actress who played her was Rachel, Rachel Taylor. Rachel Taylor, yes, who is a gorgeous. According to IMDb, also starred in Transformers. Yeah, uh, that's and where I saw who her. Who could forget Red Dog, a movie that looks like it stars an actual dog? Uh, yeah, Red Dog is a palindrome. She's the <laughs> one who gives Anthony Anderson. She's sitting next to Anthony. Well, she's sitting next to Anthony <laughs> wow, Anderson when nice. he eats all those donuts in the first wow, Transformers. I need movie. to watch Red Dog. But so yeah, the comic. Uh, let me pull up the. Yeah, it was it was from the Easy Reader book where. She is fighting over the cosmic cube with Thanos mm-hmm. and Spider-Man, and and Thanos is in a helicopter with his name on it. The Thanos yes, copter. And, and it is like the tiniest, like a helicopter with a can, with a canopy built exactly <laughs> yes. for him. It it like, like, uh, it a, looks like the thing Donald Duck sprays his apple crops with. <laughs> it looks like, the, uh, like the, the Chuck E. Cheese helicopter yes. I would ride. No, it's a se- right. it's a very seventies helicopter. That's yeah. what I think, but. Uh, so yeah, that is Hellcat, our superhero spotlight, the first of 2016. Collect your hero. You guys feel a lot more informed about Hellcat now, yeah. don't no, you? No, I do, because I, I, I never really understood where, where she went away and Tigra began. Yeah, Tigra. Tigra. She's, it's not Tegan and Sarah, it's Tigra. <laughs> but yeah, that Tigra used to be human and then became a cat person and had sex with what she thought was Hank Pym, but was actually a Skrull and... And other things happen. Tigra's <laughs> even more complicated. I actually don't know Tigra. See, I think Hellcat is another one of those 70s characters. When we were reading comics in the 90s and early 2000s, Brett, mm-hmm. that they were bringing back concepts from the 60s. Like these mm-hmm. guys, mostly guys, who grew up in the 60s comics, they right. were bringing back all the 60s nostalgia. Then <laughs> Bendis' generation were like, no, uh, I read yeah. comics in the 70s. So you get more I want to bring Iron back Fist, Luke, Cage Luke Cage and Iron Fist <laughs> and, and Patsy Walker. Yeah, whereas, yeah, in the 90s, like even the late 80s, because I, I feel like I started reading around 88, 89. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was, well, that's the tail end of like the 80s, because there's that 90s grim and gritty, mm-hmm. which Where is they, like upped what, the grittiness and mixed it with like nine inch uh, nails. Gave everybody a fucking earring. Well, <laughs> well it was just, it was just like, it, it felt needless and born from nothing. Whereas the '80s stuff, like intentionally got like the all like the Spider-Man stuff, like all new, all daring, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was more. It seemed to pull more from like well, Manhattan's you know Times Square and Manhattan in general is you know overrun with crime a and cesspool. That's the New York that we're gonna like. It's not a happy comic book world. It's it's like yeah, the streets are are overrun. So that's what the comics are gonna look like. And that's mm-hmm. what a lot of the '80s comics as a kid in the Midwest, like seeing New York, it was like oh, that's what New York is like. <laughs> and then by the time you get to the '90s, basically everywhere is everyone is covered in metal yeah that, that was not the one i meant to hit. yeah everybody gets a lot of metal and uh like asymmetrical outfits yeah. with studs and stuff on them yeah. can't stop googling the thanoscopter it's great. so good so let's get into the news as well because that's where news is going to be in the 
uh, first segment now, and mm-hmm. obviously the biggest news over the break was Batman and Superman the Serial mm, from I, Jeffrey Mills. I have never had the time in my life to argue over who is better, Batman and Superman, until I saw the descriptions of the serial, because that Batman serial looks like garbage. I will never... I, yeah, I want to do a taste test on it, but so the, the Superman serial sounds amazing. It's Superman Caramel Crunch. The other one... Batman chocolate strawberry. And but you know what? Whatever was left over on the Ralston floor will scoop into the Batman bag. <laughs> Meanwhile, Superman gets the pioneer the first, as, as I'm aware, caramel cereal. I, see, that's that's too scary for me. Why? Batman is he's trading in very well known uh, cereal like flavors. I would go well, with like, Batman. That should not be, be mixed together though. Actually, the, what, what they should be doing? I like chocolate strawberry. You ever mix Count Chocula with Frankenberry? Uh, disgusting. I it's hate like, Frankenberry. Is one of my least favorite cereals. Yes, ever. it's terrible. I hate that. Uh, look, all of them were. We're all too old to eat them anyway, and I don't. I'm well. I may. I'm gonna. You're gonna I, buy a box. Don't worry. I'm about gonna it. do a taste test on a video. I hope someday. It's criminal that they're separate boxes. Like, why aren't they Nintendo cereal in this? <laughs> yeah, two half bags serialing this. Because thing. now they know that the kids aren't asking for that cereal. It's the parents that will obviously uh, <laughs> will buy both boxes. DC yeah. marketing. It's for breakfast now, and it's it's tied directly into the Batman vs Superman it film. Is. It's not just any Batman and Superman. It is yeah. their film right. logos. I imagine in the next year, some dad will yell at his son for opening his Batman cereal. This is your college education, man. We'll sell this someday. Yeah, this Somehow, time. well into like 92 or 3, there was a box of the 89 Batman movie cereal in my kitchen. Wow, really? And just like, it was one of those that just got shoved to the back mm. and then somewhere around 6th or 7th grade, I was finally like, holy shit. <laughs> my favorite theme cereal as a kid was uh, Pac-Man. That was my one. Because like those ghosts as marshmallows is a perfect idea. I, I gotta mm. say Dino Pebbles. Do you know because pebbles are delicious and colorful, and then they threw marshmallows in them, and it was mm. amazing. Yeah. But, or what about three? I liked three PO's. They're boring three, cereal. Yeah, fine, very boring. But I, I didn't. I didn't want marshmallows all the time in no. my cereals. Uh, time tested yeah. cinnamon toast crunch. I mean, that is the greatest cereal, sure, greatest cereal. but it's not a theme. I've probably said this on VJ, but I have weird feelings about Nintendo cereal because uh, the day. That when my childhood dogs died, <laughs> my dad said, "Like, would you guys like some Nintendo cereal?" And we're like, "Yes." yes. <laughs> and, like just eating that well. Would you prefer? Morning. Would you prefer fruit or berry? Is it berry a kind of fruit? <laughs> Son, my, my celluloids out. No, mine isn't as as sad as that. But I had my first bowl of uh, Nintendo cereal, and my last mm-hmm. uh, was. My family had just moved to Atlanta, and I was so scared. I was like, "Oh, all my friends are back in Arkansas, and I'm so..." I was. I I needed Mario cereal yeah. to comfort me. Mm. On the Batman Superman front, number one, somebody apparently saw the film and just broke the NDA Whoa, and really? put it on Reddit. Like an entire. I didn't want to read all. Fuck? I didn't read all of it, but apparently That's it's all been spoiled on Reddit. Yeah, it sounds believable. Like what the hmm. guy. What the guy suggests what is what you'd expect to see. Uh, but then also, that film's going to have some Marvel competition after all, because Daredevil Season 2 will reportedly premiere the same Friday as Batman vs. Superman. Wow, really? Weird. Yep, that, so March 13th, I believe it is. Happy same birthday same day. to me. <laughs> and uh, also in the realm of movies, this is yet to be confirmed, but... Ryan Coogler, the director of mm-hmm. Creed... I thought it was seems, official. I've now seen it retracted as not official yet, oh. but just there's no press release yet, but he might be directing Black Panther, which I think Ooh, really is A-OK. <laughs> now that... So, 
Number one, he directed Creed, which is like a massive, like mm -hmm. not a massive, it's not as big as Star Wars, but yeah. it, it was a successful film, a franchise movie, and definitely one with an African-American sensibility. Mm -hmm. All of these things are definitely qualifications for making the Black Panther film in 2017. Totally. And Except I, he has the last name of the party dude from Community, played by Mitch Hurwitz. He's weird. Coogler of all It's Coogler, man. He brought the lady. <laughs> Coog, Two kegs. The Coog's here. Uh... Also, this was speaking of unconfirmed things. Um, they did an interview with the Deadpool guys about uh, which comes out in less than a month now, actually, or in mm. a month, in a month. I whether it's February. They asked the Deadpool creator, or the directors, like, "Oh, who would you want to see Deadpool fight?" And they said, "Well, we'd want to do Taskmaster, but we don't have him anymore." Kevin Feige, which tells us. We could be seeing Taskmaster in the Marvel Cinematic Universe soon, mm. or in the. Honestly, he's more of a Shield show, or a, yeah. he's more of a. TV I just think anime. they mean they just don't have the rights. Not mm. that. Well, it means it. People read into it that it meant it reverted because they knew Taskmaster was apparently not in Marvel Studios' rights. Mm. This was the news story I read anyway. But he's not a mutant, right? No, he's not a mutant. I don't know what he would have so been tied he, up. He wouldn't in. have been with Fox to begin with. I would. Could think. he have been in the Spider Man? Fantastic That's, Four could be. Yeah, I know. But okay, then lastly, I did want to talk about they released the list of what were the top 10 uh, comic books of last year from sales, mm. at least direct sales via Diamond Distributor. And same with the top 10 graphic novels and trade paperbacks. Mm. And so it was a lot of kind of what you would have expected. There's Star Wars number one, Secret Wars number one, Dark Knight 3 number one, Vader Down number one, Vader number one, and Princess Leia number one. Star Wars out the out the ass on this Good. list here. Yeah. It was the best shit Marvel published last year. But there was also Invincible Iron Man number one. But there were there were three surprises on this for me. One Spider Gwen number one was wow. the eighth best selling book wow. of last year. Like that shows you the power of of that's that just that costume and the design yeah. because. That book's not great. No, I, I, it's I good. bored I with like it almost it. immediately. Well, yeah. only because it was like an, it's just an Elseworld book. It doesn't matter. Uh, and then Orphan Black number one what? was Jeez. the fourth best selling one. Yeah, which hmm. I didn't even know. I've seen the show. It's fantastic. Uh, but but then the biggest surprise was that number three, third best selling book, only beaten by Secret Wars and Star Wars number one. Boom Studios' Bravest Warriors: Tales of Hollow John shit. One. What the hell is that? Dude, like it's it's the uh, cartoon hangover. Uh, Adventure I Time guys, studio that went more grown up thing. Think it was well. It's not. It's, it's Pendleton Ward does it. It, it like, is. Oh, nice. From what I heard, he doesn't even do Adventure Time anymore. He's mm. just there in a very small managerial capacity. This is the show he's working on. But it, it started on the internet, and I think yeah. that probably speaks to kids buying comics still, which is really exciting well, to think, me. Yeah, I think this kind of shows you in a lot of these cases, like, okay, Secret Wars was for us, mm -hmm. guys our age, and same with, like, Invincible Iron Man. And Star Wars. And even Star Wars, and, and Dark Knight. Mm -hmm. But then you have Orphan Black, which is just from the power of a popular TV show, mm -hmm. Bravest Warriors, which is definitely for younger people, and Spider-Gwen, which is directed at uh, like a generation under us or two generations under us now honestly mm -hmm. so that i think that shows you the like marvel at least is finding their its profit in finding new markets that's, that's on top of interesting that. to see boom all the way up there i think they do a lot of great work and yeah. i i don't pay enough attention to these were all number ones these were the top yeah all were number one issues Damn. well that's that's why you see a number one like yeah. eight times eight times in a superhero's lifetime mm -hmm. like uh, then when it came to graphic novels, meanwhile, Image ruled it. Just ruled it with an iron fist. The top three are all Saga. Really? And, yeah. <laughs> Man, uh, saga 4, 1, and 5. 
Uh, and then Walking Dead number 23 at number 5, and then Walking Dead Volume 1 is still selling wow. so well. It's number 8. And then another saga. And then the rest, the non-image books, are Batman the Killing Joke Special Edition, which uh, I don't know why that I, I think Because I think they finally released that on Comixology, if they're taking in that data. Maybe. Uh, and then also no, can't be. The, the first Star Wars collection, uh, though it's only at 10. Mm-hmm. Though it came out in like November, so maybe that helped it, but, or it hurt it. And then uh, the Civil War trade paperback at number four, which Weird. has to just be because the movie yeah. hype people just all want to read it. So, and yeah, Marvel was the number but one I, I, publisher that was one of the first of the year when they started making Bottom Spider-Man sales. movies. I went into a comic store. I'm like, do these movies help boost comic sales? And they're like, no, <laughs> no. If anything, they hurt them because people open up the books and don't see any of the events reflected in the, from the movie yeah. inside the comic book. But that's a direct contradiction, is it not? I think maybe it's changed. I think yeah. Marvel is working. Marvel and DC are working harder to at least have collections ready mm. that reflect what's in the movie. Yeah, it seems to be more about like. We'll do one-off graphic novels that seem closer, or yeah. we will republish classic stories, but they still don't really have what the current series is really match the comics all now, that much. I think, honestly, they're kind of... Like, I thought we'd have... Well, actually, one of the rumors is that Steve Rogers is coming back as Cap soon. Yeah, I'm sure they will for but him. it's also his 75th anniversary. Mm. But right now, yeah, they have... Right now, it's it's you know Thor, Cap, and uh, well, actually Iron Man does. Thor and Cap don't look like Thor and Cap in the movies. And, I mean, even Spider Man is like nothing like what his movie is yeah. going to represent. And he's one of eight fucking Spider Man. Yeah, that's around, that but, too. But I'm still enjoying it. And, no, no, yeah, uh, yeah, it's just like yeah, it seems. And I mean, that seems like a better idea anyway than trying to convince someone to buy a four dollar book that's like the size of a yep. postcard, <laughs> the, the the you know the thickness of a postcard versus like. Oh, I'm interested in Spider-Man. Oh, here's a $20 hardcover thing. Mm. That seems and mentally... And it's not a continuing story yeah. you have to wait yeah, weeks I thought to they find were, out about. You remember, like, right around when we started this show and the movies were coming out with a ferocity, they had those Marvel Season 1 books that yeah. I kept seeing. Yeah, yeah. That was like, rewritten that, origin stories. I thought it was yeah. for that alone. Yeah, I, I think I, so. I, I just realized there was a... Remember that Thanos Infinity Revelation from last year? Oh, yeah. There's a second one. Yeah, that's... I didn't, I, gotta I, say, I didn't know. I saw. I walked in like my once a month walk into the comic shop, and I'm like, "The hell!" My theory is those exist because Jim Sterling, uh, Jim Starlin, Jim Starlin, <laughs> not Jim Sterling, Jim Sterling of the Destructoid. Jim Starlin uh, threatened to be like, "I could sue you guys over me owning Thanos, or I could at least Ooh. make a public stink about this, right?" And it'd be an embarrassment. Or just you guys me... just let me publish. Like, I just want to write more Thanos crazy. I... Uh, Cosmic I shit. I buy all of them, so yeah. I can't help it. I mean, they're made for us again. Like Thanos, it's the, a big part. Make... It's a big part of why I got into comics. Like as yeah. as I was learning, like oh, Spider Man's great. Like Infinity Gauntlet started, mm-hmm. so it's like okay, well, I guess I like all the space shit too. So all right, that's the end of the first segment. We're gonna take a break, and when we come back, we'll talk about how great Spider Man is because he had some of my favorite comics I read over the break. When we talk about what you've been reading, as well as a double dose of community question of the week answers.
Hey everybody, do you like anime and manga and all that stuff? If you like listening to this podcast, I would think you do. And uh, I found a brand new service that is sponsoring Cape Crisis we called Omakase, which uh, usually refers to sushi, but in this case, it is a curated anime box that is sent to you every two months with a collection of cool original things in it. The last set of it was from Kill la Kill. The set for January contains a Golden Naruto mini ninja that's exclusive, an exclusive Sasuke articulated figure, and a couple other mystery items. And on top of that, you get signed up for a ad-free anime, music, and digital comic service. All of that just for $29 every two months. Now you can sign up for that via our code at tinyurl.com slash laser anime. Laser anime. Like laser time, but with the word anime in its place. And you can sign up through us, and that helps support the show Cape Crisis. Welcome to the break, everybody, for this week's episode of Cape Crisis. I, again, want to thank everybody who supports us, either through subscription on iTunes or by telling their friends about how cool we are, or by supporting the people who advertise on our show, or by supporting us directly through patreon.com slash laser time. That's so many ways you can help out Cape Crisis and me. Also, don't forget you can support us by buying things through Amazon. And there's a ton of Amazon links on the lasertimepodcast.com webpage. Uh, and you, you don't have to buy what we suggest. You can click on anything, buy it through the Lasertime link, and a little bit of money is sent back our way. And now it's time for the Hank's Corner Pick of the Week. You know, I talk up how much I enjoyed the Spider-Man and Deadpool book this week, and I really did. It was it was a great, great fun, and it reminded me of how awesome Joe Kelly and Ed McGinnis were back in the 90s. And I think it is a great time to rediscover their work together in, in a groundbreaking uh, comedy Marvel comic that, that really made Deadpool the megastar he is today. Uh, so I am going to have some links to that their original 90s run that has been collected several times from their Deadpool books. There's also a Deadpool omnibus if you really want to go uh, crazy and, and get something big. Uh, all of those links will be on this week's episode page to Amazon. Buy it through us and it helps us out. All right, now back to the rest of the show. Welcome back to the second segment of the all-new, all-different Cape Crisis. And this is now where we're going to get into what you've been reading. And I've had a couple whole weeks to read a lot of stuff, honestly. Oh, which began with Patsy Walker, a.k.a. Hellcat, which I loved. It yep. came out December 23rd. So I love it. And it's not just because she spends a good chunk of the book in a gay bookstore. It's not <laughs> just that. Uh, no, so, uh, so like us. So she gets, uh, she gets fired by... She-Hulk. Is it the same artist as She-Hulk? No, it's no. A, it's an artist who... Uh, shit, I gotta look, I'll look at the artist's name. Going. Okay, look the the, the cover artist. seemed reminiscent, but... Uh, uh, it, it, it The interiors are not that same okay. artist. But oh. yeah, Kate Leth wrote it, and it starts out with Hellcat getting fired. Then she meets this guy who got telekinesis powers, and he does his first criminal act, and she's like, no, 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 you're gonna be a good guy, and now be a roommate. And... 
then it turns out he's gay and she's she's now got a gay roommate and then they go to this uh this gay bookstore and that's where he finds out that she this finds is, out this isn't the will and grace comic <laughs> mm-hmm. she finds out that the patsy walker classic comics have been reprinted and are now huge oh. in vogue with gay fans and, <laughs> that's and, awesome and the guy running the gay bookstore she sees that at is one of her old buddies from her childhood who was a basically the jughead of her comics mm-hmm. it's and, uh, written by kate newcomer kate left to, newcomer to marvel yes uh and brought, drawn by Brittany williams Brittany williams yeah mm-hmm. girl power right am yeah. i right uh, i'm sorry uh yeah kate, i love kate Leth. she's great she's one of my favorite people to follow on twitter and she's the artist on the unbeatable squirrel girl or? uh no 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 that's erica henderson no but the the, the uh the cards oh perhaps I think, oh i think so i don't know right. i don't know but anyway the the Kate Leth is doing an amazing job on there, and yeah, that gets so super gay in the first book too. I did like that, and there's this funny bit. I tweeted it out that Kate Leth is in is is caught in the bookstore reading a book called Butts Volume. <laughs> I did see that. That was pretty. I funny. Yeah, I didn't even know this came out. It's totally. It's a great first issue. Mm. It, it, she's tons of fun, and it has little moments I love that. You know how, like, in a manga, in a cartoony manga, when a character gets angry or mm-hmm. expresses an emotion, they'll change the way they're drawn into mm-hmm. more of a super deformed thing? That happens a few times in that book, too. Like, it, I don't know, it's a very non-Marvel sensibility in this Marvel book that's totally into her continuity. Uh, then I also, speaking of funny-ass Marvel books, Spider-Man ver- Deadpool 1 mm-hmm. came out today, and it's... I love it. Oh, really? I love it. I got a copy like of it. A, Thank you, David. There's like You're a welcome. joke a page. There, no. There's like <laughs> one joke every page, and it's so. It starts off. Here's how it starts off Spider Man and Deadpool are tied up together, face to face. They're tied up together, <laughs> and Deadpool is joking like. Spider-Man, if you keep wriggling, I, I'm i going to get a boner. Like, he keeps talking about that he's going to get a boner. And Spider-Man's like, shut up! Shut up! You're driving me crazy. And then they fight Hydro-Man in this amazing action sequence. And it's it's a great callback to classic Deadpool. And by classic, I mean 1997. But classic Deadpool is written by Joe Kelly and art by Ed McGinnis, who were the mm. best Deadpool team of yeah. the 90s. They, Spider-Man and him are arguing, and it is about current-day Spider-Man, though, too, who works for Parker Industries. And De- Deadpool's trying to hire him away. I'm like, no, come work for me. I'm Deadpool. It's fun. And Spider-Man's like, I fucking hate you. And and then they fight They fight a Hydro-Man who powers up by making his body out of sewage <laughs> instead of just clean water. Yeah. It's it's hilarious. I love that book. Lastly of the Marvel stuff I read was Amazing Spider-Man number five, which was just Parker Industries versus the uh, Zodiac. Zodiac. The Zodiac guys, yeah. yeah. And it was, it was just fun. And then when it came to Archie, I read Archie 5 and Jughead 3, which both continue their stories in fun mm-hmm. ways that just keep building the yeah, universe jump back in on that we get to we get to meet reggie reggie's kind of Ooh. been hanging in the background and now reggie's there and reggie's both new and and still the same and a real asshole what kind of stories are built upon in the archie universe mm. i always just picture them having one thing like one digest worth <laughs> yeah of, i still uh, you like, guys talk about this for yeah. years and i still just like they, well, the main goal they went to get a milkshake their mount yeah. doom has always been losing their virginity uh-huh. It's, not, it's not that. Oh, it's, no? It's no. Uh, fighting a so girl with a smooch on. The, the, the first three issues ended with Archie getting with Veronica. This new story is they don't like that Veronica is now with Archie. Mm-hmm. And so Jughead and, and Betty are trying to break them up. And Reggie is like, I can help you for a price. So and, would you say Reggie's body is ready? 
Yes, <laughs> to be an Archie. <laughs> so yeah, they they were both. Well, meanwhile, Archie three or Jughead three was a really. Is funny. Reggie still toe headed? Uh, what? No, no? toe headed means blonde. So right? oh, it does. I thought it just hair. meant like where it looks like your hair has been painted on. So after uh, after Jughead three, mm-hmm. did they scrap Jughead one and two for parts, or did they <laughs> okay. integrate the improvements into Jughead three? It's a multiverse. Don't yeah. worry about okay. it. Okay, uh, he now likes all kinds of burgers. And uh, then lastly, <laughs> I read uh, Bitch Planet six, which Bitch Planet has been. My, on this... I can't believe Star Trek turned into this spinoff. <laughs> <laughs> they they've been going on this way of doing. They do two regular issues and then one backstory filler issue and mm-hmm. then two regular issues and now it's another backstory filler where we get to meet uh, Mako and uh, or get to know Mako's background as uh, this young girl and boy I gotta tell you Japanophiles slash weeaboos get it real bad in this book like yeah. they, they don't come off looking all that great so like, I, it's not racism it's just a preference right like, so yeah. if I haven't read the other issues would this no, would this start with this would, this would not this would well, it's, I mean, it you don't need you need to know what the world is, right? right. But it's not it's old continuity because it's a backstory film, right? Uh, okay, so it would no Mako Sinsu, no, it, knew that yeah, knew something yeah. was coming and just didn't uh, know what to expect. Damn it, uh, damn, you. damn it. Uh, and then lastly, the other thing I read, or I, I read Justice League 47, which was a neat continuation of Dark Side War, nothing. Nothing really new. I there. need to read some goddamn DC. Holy shit! And then lastly, I read because it was on a mi- on lots of best of comic lists, and I had mm-hmm. not read it. Step aside, pops was the name of it, and mm-hmm. it's uh, if you've heard of the online webcomic Harka Vagrant, mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. is it. It's a collection of that. It was a, just a really funny book. It, I especially enjoyed. There's a lengthy thing about Wuthering Heights <laughs> that was just I don't know. Don't it, oversell it. Yeah. <laughs> There's, I don't know. It's, it's a, a really a, funny. Tom comic. Hardy's in a version of the Wuthering. Is Fade Out ending? Uh-huh. Yeah, the last issue came out today. Oh, I love Fade Out. Uh, anyway, uh, Hark of Vagrant is obviously great. You've probably had it shared to you one or a few, two times. And um, the author of that, Katie. Kate, Kate Beaton. Kate Beaton, yeah. She yeah. has every holiday season the most amazing Twitter comments. I was reading those Twitter all the time. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're so relatable because it's her going back to see her family every year, and literally she just does comics of like conversations she has with yeah. her mom and dad, and they're so Dad's good. Dad's like, did you buy a banana? Yep. Too many bananas. <laughs> like It was just the most dad, yeah. old dad and old mom It's like a Mickey Mouse cartoon. It's it's really go to her Twitter feed. You just read all of her stuff yeah. with her parents. It's great. I, I'm seeing that there's a new Swamp Thing today. And yes. Go, what? I, Not good? It's written by Len Wein. Is, is that I say his name right? Yeah. Len, Len the creator? He's the, the creator, creator of Swamp he Thing? He might be too old to write comic books. Perhaps. Read. Perhaps. But I did like the art on it is by Kelly Jones, mm-hmm. who is also a 90s dude. He, he did horror comics all up in the 90s. And so him coming back to Swamp Thing, a horror book, mm-hmm. is the right move. But uh, makes me miss Animal Man. Yeah, that's yeah. I, Jeff Lemire had well, to do stuff. Well, man, well, man. But what else did you guys read? Uh, I read on the plane Vision number number one. I finally caught ah, up with that, the, and that the, shit is the, awesome. It's a weird ass. It's book, very man. weird. Yeah, the Vision has been uh, reassigned to work in DC. Uh, but Washington DC. Washington okay. DC. What? 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 <laughs> Not the comic book company. No. <laughs> yeah, I was confused. Sorry, sorry. I even um, read the comic, and I'm yeah. like, no, he didn't. Um, <laughs> no, but just that the, the, they've given him a family yeah. in order to maybe like root him more in humanity. 
Well, it's like he invented a family for himself. There's the laugh taking, I wanted. Taking away. Sorry. From no, he. Yeah, he built a family of robots for yeah. his robot self because he wants to be more normal. Yeah, and then it. but then you end up like feeling for his children who all of a sudden have to be acclimated into schools as newborn teenagers. Yeah. And and I just I love the art on all the covers. It is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, the like Rockwellian thing, but with all yes, these with red like skinned people. very fifties colors too. The way the way comics kind of looked back then, with only a limited color palette. Yeah, I wonder. I can't wait to read more of that. Uh, I just read the Anakin and Obi Wan comic. How is that? Because um, it's their first real prequel it is, time. Know, it takes place between one and two. It does. It's but it's a super dick tease. But I was I didn't realize I was sort of excited to see. Well, yeah, what the fuck did happen? Episode. What happens in between episode two and three seem almost concurrent. Like right after episode two, well, that's all the Clone Wars. Yeah, too. like the Clone Wars cartoon. But there's so much. You, I don't know minutia there, you might not have wanted, especially if Lucas is helming it in between but, well, episode like, one and well, two. There's, yeah, there's like ten years in between. Yeah, this Padawan yeah. life is. You think it's pretty? It would be pretty interesting. And the most the most intriguing part of it is that it hints that like Anakin's like, yeah, I'm going to leave the Jedi Order already. I, I don't. He's I, already to quit. Yeah, he was like he's. Already, kind of wanting to quit, but in a nice way. He does miss his mommy. Yeah, but in 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 a nice way. Just I don't think this is for me. I don't seem to get along with people. I'm looking Mm. forward to when uh, Obi Wan has to get uh, Turbo Man doll. (laughs) (laughs) I was ready for that. Once Dave started talking with inside, I was like, "Gotta get that." That's a joke. Gotta get that 1940s drunk sound effect. (laughs) (laughs) What else did you read? I read I read that. Uh, I started reading Rat Queens over because I got the second volume and I forgot everything was happening. I love Rat Queens. Uh, and that was that was kind of it. But I I'm, I'm, I am excited for more Obi Wan and Anakin because mm. especially because there's that news floating around that uh, Obi Wan might get a trilogy of his own like, his own films what, from from between prequel and I, four. I, honestly, I don't know. I don't know what would be interesting on screen in between. Three I can totally and see Ewan McGregor four. coming back. That's for, but that's the for, thing. Like of all the things that taints the prequels, none of it is Ewan McGregor. He does his goddamn best. Same yeah, with Natalie he's great. Portman. Like, I could, I could, I would love to see more of him as uh, yeah, Obi Wan. I don't have any uh, no specific grievance mm-hmm. with him, but uh, you don't but have any general, general grievance. grievance. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, I, I. He has to have the, all of the most ridiculous mm-hmm. fights. <laughs> in like every yeah. well let's set movie. aside 15 minutes to complain about the people anyway, but anyway. no I I where he's fighting lizards falling down the Grand Canyon he that, wasn't, he that wasn't. scene is <laughs> the was, absolute greatest like what the flying shit is needs, happening someone needs to ground this in some kind of reality <laughs> or gravity like Ewan McGregor does his best uh, with bad direction yeah oh my that, god I forgot about it. he's like riding a He-Man toy while yeah. chasing a G.I. Joe toy <laughs> yep <laughs> And none of it's real. It's all you're like. I watched a cartoon. I feel nothing. Uh, but I love Ewan McGregor, and I love. I do like his characterization of Obi Wan, and I would like to see more of uh, this. So yeah, I'll definitely. Whenever I think of how handsome Ewan McGregor is, oh, it reminds me of that Louis C.K. joke that he said. Oh that yeah. He, he said he never had been attracted to men, and he's like, oh wait, no. And I saw Ewan McGregor in person. <laughs> I just froze. Like, he I was, he like, was introduced you? to us all by showing us his dick in like numerous films. Oh so yeah. Thank you, Ewan. He's. I don't know what he's hottest in. I, he's definitely very hot in Velvet Goldmine, where you do see his dick. Train spotting or yeah. Young Adam? You want some Young Adam? And he even has some nice boy's charm in um, uh, the bad Danny Boyle movie. I like uh, Life Less Ordinary. Yeah, that's not his sophomore drink. That's his third film. All right, all I right, guess you that got me. Brad, what have you been reading? <laughs> huh? Didn't you read stuff? Uh, I read Heart of Hush. Mm, oh yeah, I, that was your you took Dave's homework. Your ah. Dave homework volume two on this one. Yeah. What did you think of it? It was okay. <laughs> nice. I don't know. It was. Oh wait, wait, did I forget? I forgot. 
God, I read something, right? Oh, I, I read Chrononauts, but yeah. it was a gift from our buddy John Waugh. Yeah, uh, oh, by the way, thank you, John Waugh yeah. in general. I, I haven't read Manifest Destiny yet. I'll read it soon. Yeah, this, that was some of the most beautiful, uh, what would you call it, man fiction arts I've ever... Just <laughs> if you've ever wanted to travel... As a, as a man of the 21st century to every different period and do the rockinest thing possible. That sounds pretty That's awesome. That's sort of what Chrono... People who abandon their scientific mission to do awesome things. Mm. All right, but Brett, what, so Heart of Hush didn't get you. Uh, I mean, I only like... I mean, I read the Hush story as it was happening like 10 years ago, mm. 13 years ago, whatever it was. Holy crap, that was like 13 years ago. Whew. For the, the whole Hush storyline back then, and I don't know. You said this was like his next big move, or... The, it was... Well, they... He had a second story that was way worse. This was the best uh, and yeah, it wasn't. Story. It wasn't bad at all. It was just kind of like, I mean, I don't know about... I think we avoided spoilers when Dave read it, but just the general, like, what happened. I liked his plan. The plan of replacing Bruce Wayne, killing Batman, and this taking over his life. I liked that as a plan. That he was stealing hobo's faces and... Oh, it, it yeah, yeah, yeah. Into, yeah, that part I kind of was, like, following. And I'm like, that's good. But then, like... He did something with the fact that he's a fucking surgeon. Like, that's an yeah, important yeah. character. Yeah, and that he much. has this whole crazy, like, hospital filled with insane people that he's just cutting on all day. is like, that's creepy and weird. Yeah. But it was more just, like, then what he does as far as Catwoman's involvement where I'm like, oh. Mm. It, it took this turn of, like... Mm, I don't she know. She gets victimized again, and well, literally was, well, her heart is stolen. Well, it was yeah. It was. It wasn't so much that like here's Catwoman not because she's in a lot of leading roles, so it felt less like she's taken out of a story and more just like yeah, she leads a ton of her own comics and has a lot of. So it wasn't that. It was just more like they just something that seems so comic book villainy about like and I'll take her heart out. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, all right, well, and it wasn't bad. It was just kind of like oh. Also, this is what you're going to do with this story. I liked his ba- his background of a battle of wits with Bruce Wayne growing up, and he thinks yeah. that he's, he says he's actually thinks he's smarter than Bruce, and and also the yeah, uh, all that was fine, yeah. and, and like you said, the the leaning on his actual surgery background was like okay, this and, makes sense, and but, the creation of his name like Hush doesn't make any sense. There's no reason oh, his name yeah. is Hush in the Jim Lee Jeff Loeb books. Meanwhile, in this yeah, he's saying hush as he smothers his mother. Yeah, which, which I thought was cool. Yeah, I like that. Um, and then uh, I just read some more of that Evolutionary War. I'm going to try to enjoying it. Yeah, because I it, it, again that was that story told through the annuals of whatever year it happened, and uh, all of it unfolds kind of across all these different annuals. But I tweeted a couple pictures because this takes place during when Thing. Had his, oh my god! Yeah, his awful spiky mutation oh, phase. It's hideous. And there was just this point where he's standing with uh, Miss Thing or whoever is yeah, the, thing, the woman, thing. the woman thing yeah. at the time. And he's standing there, and he's in his because the way I was introduced to that version was McFarlane drawing him in like around Amazing Three. It was 3. Amazing Three Hundred. It was Amazing Three Hundred. Was but it he, really? Yeah, because wow. he drops off the symbiote with uh, FF yeah. after he beats him. So like that's probably a thing most people. If they've seen that version of Thing, it's probably from that issue. They weren't reading those. Most people weren't reading those issues of Fantastic yeah. Four in 1989. Yeah, probably not. Uh, and, it's, so it's, and it's an annual on top of that, so yeah. double no. But it's this picture of him standing there with his you know usual Speedo, like just underwear piece, but the, all the spiky rock shit shooting off of him. <laughs> and it's like, well, but not his bikini zone. So it's yeah. like, is he actually like chiseling down his junk? Like, I to, wonder, yeah, it's just, like, that's shouldn't his, just be pocky and, and like hilly and weird that's all That's his down version there? of manscaping, yeah. I guess, is that he like shaves he's sleeping down in a ball junk. pit. Yeah, he's and he's got like huge shoulders and spikes sticking out all over him, and yeah. it's like, and then he gets in the bathtub, 
and there's a scene where you can kind of see like waist down and it's just like yeah he's a porcupine all the way around man maybe it's <laughs> i guess it's magic unstable molecule sure. oh, pants yeah. that maybe squish down his pointy stuff but yeah but, but then if i'm a villain why wouldn't i just wrap his whole body in that and then he who who exactly. is he now Dr. anyway doom should have thought of that but uh i mean that Del visionary war series is that that trade and it's an omnibus so it's pretty thick but it, it's cool just because you get to see so many different because it's all annuals you get to read a punisher a daredevil uh Spider-Man, a Fantastic Four, it's an quite X-Men. a sampling of what was going on at that time. Yeah, so you get a ton of different artists, a ton of different this, that, whatever. As I recall the the Spider-Man thing in Evolutionary War, wasn't it that it explained uh, that later got retconned that the clone Gwen uh, Stacy was not a clone of Gwen Stacy, but was a woman altered to look like Gwen Stacy? I feel like I just read the Spider-Man one. I can't remember what happened. Well, it. I can't remember if that was the amazing one or the spectacular one. Oh, it might be spectacular because I'm not there yet. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, anything else? Uh, I think those are the main two. Oh, and I read Vader, the last part of Vader Down today. Good? It's good, except the whole Vader Down thing just seemed kind of... I think we said before that things keep happening and they're like, this is too far. This couldn't... Yeah. They couldn't have done this much together before Empire. Yeah. And I mean, it, it was just more like, so he crashed on a planet... And then he stayed on that planet, and then he became Vader DTF. He's still on the planet. Well, and nothing really lot, like things happen around Vader, but yeah, not I thought really. isn't a lot of it about Vader's minions facing their opposite number. Yeah, on, yeah. It seemed a lot of like the Star Wars cast meets BT and the droid and, and the, that Wookiee guy, uh, or whatever, Faya or whatever the the bounty hunter's name is. I forget, yeah, yeah. I forget her name, but yeah, it was a lot of other people, and then the cyborg. Uh, the Grievous mixed with... Uh, Admiral- oh, I totally forgot that. Dude. Grievous mixed with Admiral Akbar. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a fish head with, like, laser or, you know, lightsaber arms. Like, it was really bizarre. Uh, but it was still really fun to read. There's just something about seeing those characters in a page having an adventure together that is way more interesting than I thought it would be. Well, all right. Well, now we turn to The Walking Dave. Yeah. So, Dave, uh, you had double homework over the break, double if I don't... for the holidays. Which, uh, in case you're just joining us, this is when Dave is given a classic comic book from my collection mm-hmm. uh, to read in between the episodes and then report back so Dave can fill in some of his uh, lacking comic book knowledge. Yes. Uh, so the first thing I read was Desol- Desolation Jones. It's like one of the first comics you ever gave me. Yeah, I love that book. It's by written by Warren Ellis, art by J.H. Williams III. I didn't like it as much as yes. the other thing Great. I read for uh, <laughs> for homework. Um, Ouch. I just love the build-up of it. Uh, it's was, one of my favorites. It's re- it, I, I like the character of Desolation <laughs> Jones. Uh-huh. I like uh, like this, the L.A. setting and all of that and how he... Visits like the porn underworld of, mm-hmm. of that city. To look for Hitler's porno. I'm I can't believe they didn't show Hitler's porno though. Like mm-hmm. it's such a big tease. Like Hitler's in a porn. <laughs> you don't get to see the Hitler porn. Uh, I want the Hitler porn. What about uh, his background? Like isn't that a, a horrifying nightmare scenario? Yeah. Um. And like he has like other agents that he kind of interacts with that have similarly kind of messed up uh, yeah. backgrounds. I wish like I had seen more of those other people um but it uh, it was supposed to be a continuing series they put out like number seven and then never a number eight um that's one through six in that book yeah i think yeah the problems were on that wild storm wild Wild, yeah Yeah. wild storm who used to be part of image then got bought by dc and now don't even exist anymore but for a time they were the west coast like one of the west coast biggest publishers yeah. like they were around here yeah yeah i think my one problem was it got a bit wordy like it's just like uh, well here's how i solved this and well here's a, so yeah. did you see similarities with warren ellis's other work you read ministry in space ministry of space 
other than yeah. British people being the main character. Yeah, and it's also being a bit like a bit. I don't know. Like, talky. It would, talky and not quite a like the one thing I wanted to see not kind of paying off. I see. Yeah. I see. All right. Just like Britain. Yeah, and the other thing I read more recently was Nemesis. Uh, By Mark which, Miller and Steve McNiven, the uh, team behind Civil War. It's quite a bombastic thrill ride. I, I really it? did like it. It's one of the I meanest would, comics I've read. I would probably, yeah. I don't know, very was, mean. I, I would probably give this an A, maybe A-, minus, just because it, so it got a bit fucked up at the end. Didn't too you fucked think up? the last four pages were kind of bullshit, that letter and just the... That, like, that kind of confused me. Yeah. So it's so, like, Nemesis is basically kind of... It's the, it's the T-Virus. He's yes. Batman. He's an evil he, Batman. He's Batman, but, but, but he's, able, he's able to do it because he has lots of money, and I guess other nemesis can also Yeah, you form. just pay... Well, let's not get too Yeah, spoiling, but, but yes, so yeah. if you have enough money, you can be this evil. And, and it make you a supervillain. Yeah, and yeah, it got convoluted at the end, and also gross. <laughs> but uh, it's a story of a supervillain who's Batman-level dude, yeah. except he's an all-white, and he's out to destroy a good man. He's yeah. like, I have to find the most upright super cop in America, and yeah. I will destroy his I life. Have to find and then Commissioner kill him. Gordon and then bring him to his knees. No, yeah. yeah. now Commissioner Jordan. Commissioner yeah. Jordan. Yeah. That's what they have to call up in the movie. It definitely felt like I was reading a movie. Yeah, it was. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I mean, think I think it was optioned for. Yeah. Something, right? Well, that's his style, yeah. right? Also, like, I like that the uh, the president in the book is John McCain. Like, I yeah. thought that was just like a weird <laughs> fu of like, oh yeah, no, the president is clearly John McCain, who mentions fighting in Vietnam and looks just like him. Yeah, but they don't name him. It's a it's a it's a twisted book, but you liked it. Yeah, like I said, gets a bit gross at the end and a bit and a bit too much. Like, oh, I had planned for this, and now here's my yeah. next plan. I have like, plans, plans, plans. I'm, I'm yeah. just such a genius. I have every plan. Yeah. I I knew you'd explode this thing and then pull yeah. out that gun at this second. <laughs> That's why I had a sigh up my pants. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> but yeah, like do like the whole like Batman element where he can literally just beat up a, an entire like group of prison guards, and right. kill them because he's not Batman. Mm-hmm. So, all right, so Dave, it's time for your next round, and I have quite a new pile of comments. Yeah. Here Ooh, what's that on the top there? Uh, up top is Gotham Central, one of my favorite books. A, uh, it's if Law and Order took place in the Batman universe, uh, a police procedural. I where it's a hearty recommendation for me. Yeah, it's pretty very good, good book. Uh, <laughs> Way better than the show. Next up is the comic book origin of Harley Quinn, Batman, Mad Love, and other stories, which. <laughs> Is uh, uh, Mad Love's a palindrome. It's a really fun book. I liked it a lot. No, it's not. God damn it. <laughs> uh, barely read. You can't keep saying that. Then if you want a more independent mm-hmm. sci-fi horror story, there's The Coffin, which is a story of a man who invents a suit that stops you from dying, but at what cost? It's, it's a really good book by Phil Hester. Uh, then we've got another Warren Ellis limited series jam, Ocean. Which, I bet Dave uh, doesn't pick that one. Carolyn mm. enjoyed this one. I liked this one to her a while ago. It's just a sci-fi story about a planet of dudes frozen and stuff. I, I can't explain it, but it's a really neat sci-fi Sounds story. great. The Legend of Luther Strode, which is a great... <laughs> I really like that one. It should really be one volume. Every volume after it is it's like, terrible. you didn't need to do it, but... Basically, it's that's what dangerously if, close to a Phil Hartman movie. Uh, <laughs> Troy McClure movie. What if Luther a Strode. what if a dude uh, got the Charlie Atlas book and it actually turned you into like a mutant super strong mm-hmm. freak dude? Mm-hmm. And that's that's the story of that. And then lastly, no, second to last, we've got Scarlet, which is uh, an interesting story of a uh, vigilante, a would be vigilante in a more real world, written by Brian Michael Bendis, art by Ox Malib, the team that brought you Daredevil. Oh, oh man! And uh, it takes place in Portland because that's where Brian Michael Bendis lives. 
And lastly, one of my top 10 favorite comics of 2010, uh, 2010, 2015, Shield by Mark Wade and various artists, which mm. is basically Marvel team up, but based around Shield, where uh, Agent Phil Coulson of the show and the movies uses his vast knowledge of the Marvel universe and its trivia to create team ups of Marvel heroes that are just right for a certain mission. Ah. So there we go, Dave. That's quite a lot. You probably have forgotten half of them. I've gone uh, so I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna go with Luther Strode. Literally Luther judging Strode, a book yeah. by its cover has the best so, art. Was right, the rebooted. Front. Ghost Rider was using the same artist for a while? Yes, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, well, it was pretty good. And so once and then again, it became Dave Ghost goes, Riders. Goes with a, just like Nemesis, a white cover with a lot of blood. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'll grab that. Uh, let me grab that Scarlet. Okay, so maybe Brett will also Ooh, be doing Brett's some homework. homework. I also started on uh, hey, my, my uh, gift from John Waugh, uh, Birthright. Oh, yeah. cool. No, Brett, I think you'll really like Scarlet. It's <laughs> the Bendis Malib. Like, I can really credit this team with getting me back into comics ah. around 2002 and uh reading daredevil around uh underboss and out yeah, and yeah. all that and like try run was incredible. yeah trial of the century uh low life just that's around the same time when like ultimates came out and i was like well i like one comic and it's this ultimates thing because this is a fresh brand new look and the main universe is stupid mm-hmm. And, and then, then I then I saw that and I was like, "Whoa, this is way cooler than I thought." And big part of that was the art. So, all right, so is let's get the in. art that's based on photographs. He's, I think, he is a very reference heavy artist. Yeah, I believe, but uh, I'm fine with that. We're like, but the characters on the page have a visual basis in the real world. And yeah, yeah. God, even with these red glasses, this Rider the Daredevil. <laughs> all, right. all right, let's get in the question of the week replies. Uh, we got two weeks worth of them. I'll oh, try to make it qu- quick because we asked people. What were their three favorite comics of 2015, which we all answered in the last week's episode? And then we also asked, what's, uh, what was everybody's most disappointing comic book thing of 2015? Mm. Uh, which we talked about in the 168. Uh, the last issue of Secret Wars. Secret Wars in general. Uh, well, the last issue hasn't come out yet. Exactly. I'm disappointed. Carvington Von Tellingsworth III wrote uh, of their best comics. Sounds rich. Archie and Jughead reboot were number one for all the reasons I listed. Me, Henry. Uh, IDW's Disney Duck comics. Loved them as a kid. They're new to the U.S. stories are just Mm -hmm. as great. Uh, And then lastly, the IDW Ghostbusters books. Eric Burnham always gets the tone of the film spot on. Every every storyline is like a great Ghostbusters sequel. I hear Murray Aykroyd and Ramis' voice in my head when I read. Uh, meanwhile, C Comedy said Black Science Volume 2. This series has such fun art and it feels like a dark Fantastic Four. Black yeah. Science? Uh, then uh, their second favorite. <laughs> their second favorite was, uh, was Thor, Goddess of Thunder. Uh, I love Aaron's writing and seeing the new person wield the power of Thor really freshens up the character. Mm, and then yeah. number one was Black Sad Amarillo, which. I got to get it, back into Black Sad. Black Sad's amazing. It's, uh, as they put it, in C uh, Comedy puts it, Yes, it came out last year, but I've recently read it, and Black Sack continues to be my favorite comic book. Is it a, a fun detective story? Maybe. Is it well-written and interesting characters? Strong contender. Has it all damn, de- is the, has it all damn hot-ass cat ladies? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Danger 5 is Live said, Transformers, more than meets the eye. Com- Shit. Combines fun and epic storylines with new roles for old characters. Love that Megatron has now become an Autobot. What I- the fuck? It's the those comic alliance gave it 
their favorite ongoing series of 2015. Like, what people, was the thing that was like everyone was comparing to watch? Yeah, so it's I bought great. that and haven't yeah. finished it. But what is this you speak of? Uh, it's the new universe. Like, it's rebooted, and it's there's one story that's about Optimus as the new leader of Cybertron, and then a second book where Hot Rod has gone out into the universe searching for something. It's I've heard nothing but great things about huh. it, especially from. Uh, one Twitterer that, sorry, remember your name off the top of my head, but you've been telling me to read it a lot. I will Black. read it. Hmm. Number two was Star Wars Vader, Darth Vader, just like us. And number three for them was Squirrel Girl, which just fun, fun, and more fun with the Marvel Universe. Uh, Rad Mardigan, our cool bro, Rad hmm. Mardigan said, uh, first off is Saga because, duh, Saga. And then Amazing Spider-Man because duh i love spider-man and the third is star wars so you know pretty pretty easy ones to go there ivana crap my pants <laughs> said howard the duck funny and weird that's in my mm-hmm. wheelhouse jughead maybe it's because it's written by chip who the the writer of howard the duck but the same sort of sensibility and invaders in if you like the cartoon it doesn't miss a beat again it's just fun and that's issues have there I'm been like two or comment. three i don't know i haven't I bought the first issue, but I never saw another one come out. Uh, JJB Sterling said Daredevil, specifically the end of Mark Wade's run on the book. Miss mm-hmm. Marvel, which is honestly, he's honestly pretty shocked it uh, hooked them as hard as it did. I'm waiting for the new one to start. And Black Widow, which is another run that ended this year. Uh, it was a really That's underrated so book. I didn't read the I didn't read the recent Black Widow book either. I think I read some of them. And Gene Simmons Toyota. Uh, <laughs> funny every time uh, their big pick was Boom Studios Big Trouble in Little China and Escape from New York books which I've heard very good things about and also Dan Slott's Silver Surfer title mm. Dan Slott and Mike Allred Silver Surfer which uh, I do love I do need to read that and lastly on the best comics list was Watership Down Syndrome who had Howard the Duck also mm. Velvet which I totally forgot about which Me almost too. made my top 10 Velvet the uh, the spy thriller book of what if Miss Money Penny was G- really James Bond yeah. and written by Ed Brubaker, art by Steve Epting, the team that <clears throat> killed Captain America, <laughs> uh, and then they Man, also I wish I Red Velvet, Red Velvet, eh. no. uh. Uh, and then also Transformers All Hail Megatron, which is an older book they discovered this year, hmm. and then meanwhile in the disappointments, Gene Simmons Toyota's biggest disappointment was that Batman sixty six got canceled. It had Bane as a luchador in it. That was their favorite bit. Uh, oh, it did, our, get, that, did it get canceled? Got canceled. It's well, I don't know if it just ended or got mm. canceled, but its final issue came this out. It was digital only. That's mm. yeah. Uh, John Wahizel said, "Gotta say, it's Shattered Empire, which I, I liked. Sorry. It's my least favorite Star Wars mm. book. I I've almost bought him, and then I decided uh, is it over? Yeah, oh, it was only four issues. Okay. It was over. But now I want to. I didn't read it before seeing Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. Now that I know the yeah. two lead characters in it are Poe Dameron's parents, makes me want to read it more. A reread it again. But anyway, uh, John Wahizel was disappointed because." It's got everything going for it. Greg Rooker writing, first new canon story after Return of the Jedi. Good art, but it just fizzled. It didn't do anything for me. It was cool to see the characters, uh, but what was hyped up by Marvel as a, and what the book actually was was two very different things, which is it barely... It's like, yeah, it takes place after Return of the Jedi. And by that we mean two weeks within Return of the Jedi <laughs> and barely tells you anything. You see a bunch of Ewoks yeah. sweeping up. 
shirking it off, or sorry, shirking off, says, It pains me to say this because Dan Slott might be Aww. my favorite Spidey writer of all time, but new Spider-Man is a huge disappointment for me, just like Brett yeah, says. I'm not into it. As someone who grew up poor and can't really imagine moving any higher up in the socioeconomic ladder than lower middle class, Peter Parker has always been one of Marvel's most relatable characters to me. Uh, I can handle a middle-class Spider-Man, but not this Tony Stark Bruce Wayne bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) If this were out of continuity limited run, that'd be fine. Uh, But as a status quo, I can't stand it. Down with Spider-Bourgeois, up with (laughs) Spider-Proletariat. Raccoon Hale says, My biggest disappointment this year was the X-Men. They have been increasingly marginalized to the point of irrelevance almost irrelevance i'd say they still have important books it's weird though like i don't i don't disagree but Mm. i i I feel like if you look at the 80s and 90s 70s too it's like x-men world was just always on this separate they were in a corner they weren't yeah not not a corner it's like they were uh frequently leading sales that's Uh, yeah but it was just more like the mutant world is so big that it became its own thing and i don't know oh backwards to uh, back what it is now it does I mean, feel very disconnected. I mean, it, it feels. I, I mean, now it's by design. I think. Mm-hmm. I think they're purposely keeping. I mean, but then you have books like Uncanny Avengers and yeah, like I don't mixes know. Them in there. So back to Raccoon Hill. Meanwhile, the new Inhumans outside of Miss Marvel and their books have been rather plotting, confusing, yeah. or interrupted by global events. Simply put, I'm annoyed that mutants are being sidelined due to movie reasons. Yeah. The Inhumans are not a good replacement. They haven't proven to be a great replacement for mutants yet. No, Inhumans worked well because. It was this. I mean, there was. It was always a race, but it's mm-hmm. like you really only had like five speaking roles. Yeah, and that's they, all that really they mattered. They were all Kirby weirdos too. That's yeah, what I liked about them. And weirdos. you could you could really there was a uniqueness to that. But once you just make them mutant replacements, it's like, well, we already had this. Just now we have to call them a different word. Zap Rousdower said, uh, "My biggest that disappointment. A name. <laughs> <laughs> My biggest disappointment is easily Neil Gaiman not finishing his run on Miracle Man." Back in April, they announced that he would finally get the release of the Silver Age and the Dark Age in the fall of this year, and uh, and they haven't heard anything about it since. And in case you didn't know, Neil Gaiman was took over for Alan Moore as the writer of Miracle Man yeah. in the '80s, <laughs> and promised that it had a like had an issue that still has never been published. And he said, well, now that Marvel's got Miracle Man back, I can finally finish this. And still hasn't happened. Uh, then Link to the Future said, I didn't read a lot of comics this year, but in the video game department, Batman, Arkham Knight, and the season pass were let down. <laughs> I was hoping for a lot more in the game and the season pass. As someone who didn't spend any money on it, playing the Batmobile 66 race courses <laughs> uh, over here was mm-hmm. great. 40 bucks. <laughs> Rad, Rad 40 Mar- bucks. And lastly, Rad Mardigan says... All new X-Men ending. That's the Bendis book. All new yeah, X-Men. Was I good. was really digging that series. Also, when I tried reading Scarlet Witch number one, I said out loud, what the fuck is even happening? <laughs> and went back to reading some 80 Spider-Man <laughs> books instead. That was my reaction to reading Secret Scarlet Witch 2. I was just like, what the fuck? Like, this, what the fuck are you doing, James? Yeah, Robinson? it's so weird that there's so many of the new things that I'm reading that are theoretically for people today mm-hmm. to read. <laughs> But I'm like, this makes less sense than what you would have said is a convoluted yeah. 70s or 80s comic book. I don't it's know like, what kid or well, what new reader, whoever they are, is going to be pulled in by what Scarlet Witch is offering. Yeah, uh, And yeah. several books where I'm just like, I even know who these characters are. And like, I don't know. Well, they can't all be home runs. I mean, that's... Just, no, I know, but I don't know. I'm they just can't kinda... all be Hellcat, my favorite. Yeah. No, I do need favorite. to check that out. Uh, all right. And I did. I haven't read 
the latest ones, but Carnage was a cool premise that I remember mentioning a few episodes ago. Right. Where they're underground, trapped in a mine, and Carnage is in there with them. Oh, yeah. It's just such a simple he's premise. He's hunting them down. He's hunting them down, and then at the end of that issue, I think issue one or two, someone who's been like acting weird the whole time, you find out their oh, last yeah. name is Jameson, and it's Man-Wolf. That's right. We talked all about yeah. No, werewolf. Man-Wolf. Yeah, okay. Werewolf man-wolf. by Night. Is that the same character? Yeah, Man-Wolf, comma, Werewolf <laughs> by Night. Okay. Uh, uh, but yeah, the announcement. So now you're like, oh shit, he's down there with Carn. Like, I don't know. That that, that no, was a that, cool surprise. I think uh, I think the new one came out. All right. So this week's question of the week. Looking forward, what are you most looking forward to in comic book type things in 2016? So this was hard to do because most comic books don't get announced more than like four or five months ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So there really aren't any upcoming comic books like things mm-hmm. I'm interested in. I guess I'm interested to see what Civil War 2 is going to be, but mm-hmm. eh. So really it just comes down to movies and TV shows for me and stuff I'm looking forward to. So I did miss this in the news, but the first shots of Doctor Strange. Yeah. It's like, this is fucking... Like, <laughs> they went so far... Like, yeah, this is Dr. Goddamn Strange. Like, Just he has a right off the cloak. bat, that same pose with yeah. shit flying with out of his fingers. Stuff. He's wearing the Eye of Agamotto, for fuck's sake. It's yeah. going to be a new, weird Marvel movie. I and can't I wait. kind of can't wait. And he's even got the facial hair. Mm-hmm. I'm facial excited hair. for uh, Agent Carter coming back. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that'll be pretty soon. Yeah. And uh, Daredevil anything? season two, a dumb teaser just came out. Oh um, wow, really? It's nothing. Okay. It's... I mean, I yeah, it's only two months away. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm curious to see. They've implied they they do. They know that having a guy who is an armed vigilante as one of their main characters, like the Punisher, mm-hmm. could be the dream of everybody who wishes to have a gun and fix all the problems of the world. It can happen. It's so, worked every year in the United States. Yeah, <laughs> every so, single year. So be they, they've said they have interesting plans on how to deal with. Punisher because then that, mm. that I mean going back even to the 80s when Frank Miller was doing it that's why Punisher and Daredevil work so well together because they have such opposite views of yeah. the law yeah. it's great but I look uh, forward to that definitely um this is convenient because it's next week uh Walking Dead issue 150 yeah uh, isn't that convenient hey yeah. it's uh, gonna be a big issue it, They'll yeah. have, like some like stuff 30 behind to- yeah. They've been building up to it quite a bit, yes. and it's going to have a million different covers and sell a million copies, mm-hmm. just like 100 did. Yeah, maybe yeah. it'll make that uh, top 10 list next year. Well, we'll know in uh, 52 weeks, yeah. buddy. Um, also, the, the next trade for humans. For the oh, humans. the humans. Is yeah. that coming out? It's like March or something. Once. Once. But, uh, okay. Well, so you tell us what you're most looking forward to in 2016. In the forums, there'll be a link to it on this week's page, but that's on lasertimepodcast.com slash forums is where you'll find it in the comic discussion section and why don't we get some plugs out of the way now that we've reached the end of the first ever all new all different cape crisis (laughs) uh laser time this week um it's our return home show I guess it's honestly not worth plugging, I suppose. No, we talk about Hateful Eight. We yeah. talk about what we did over the break. Brett tells an amazing story of the history of 90s <laughs> pop culture via VHS. Via VCR. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jesus. And, and of uh, course, there's a new Talking Simpsons. There's new Talking Simpsons. The way we was when most, Homer and Marge met in 1974. Most excitingly, a brand new show launched what? by Patreon. The people who support us at patreon.com slash laser time, where you can get tons of monthly exclusive commentaries and podcasts, mm-hmm. stickers, posters, just for signing up for as little as five dollars a month. Um, but I can't, go to lasertimepodcast.com to see that new yeah, podcast when it goes we're live. We're trying to make good on, uh, on on those promises, and this year, New Year's launching a new show. What's it called, Elston? Uh, Thirty Twenty Ten, 
a weekly breakdown of what happened that very week, 30 years ago, 20 years ago, and 10 years ago. Yeah, we got a lot of positive feedback on the This Week in Simpsons history. And yeah. like, like oh uh, I, I could do this for a whole show. And we did. We, <laughs> we are. Did. We it's had a good time. Well, it started as a pitch from 2013 mm-hmm. when I was like, what if we talked about the movies that came out every week? Mm-hmm. And then... Movies didn't come out two, every week. Two and a half years later. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I loved recording the first two episodes, especially because mm-hmm. Dave wasn't there, right, yeah. Dave? No, what I did you would, record? I was doing uh, in the juices of Cheap Podcast. Uh, we just uh, put up a new episode about uh, Wrestle Kingdom 10 and New Japan, and which is becoming surprisingly important to American uh, yeah. audiences because they had, they had English uh, shows. And they also uh, will apparently have a lot of debuts in the next few weeks and months for uh, wwe sounds pretty amazing yeah, yeah. so if, uh that was that was a lot of fun and of course there's vg yeah. empire right mm-hmm. yeah it's a video game music podcast we just recently did our undertale album of the year episode uh and a 2015 year in review of soundtracks that came out in 2015 so you can check out vg empire on twitter or vg empire.com and speaking of looking forward to 2016 we did video game apocalypse this week me we do too Dave, many shows. and chris <laughs> and we talked about what video games we're looking forward to that's basically 12 hours of audio per you know what we should do now spoiler there are no comic book games on that list is a laser time superstars Oh, which, yeah. which is a WWE superstar style show, which just summarizes in 20 minutes oh each of the shows from Laser Time. Yeah, and we'll oh just hire God. some local DJ to host. <laughs> like, this is crazy. This week they did that. All right. Yeah. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this. Give me notes on this change in format. I'd like to know what you guys think. Tweet at me at H E N E R E Y G, of course. And until next time, Excelsior! Excelsior!